What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, man? What is going on, Brennan? How you feeling? How you doing? Feeling great, man. Jacksonville was a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to this a day late, but I was at a wedding for my older sister, and so we had to push a little bit, but everything was fun. Did a couple of shows on top of the wedding festivities, had a great time. So we're back now. So anybody of sorts. Yes, right. For over a year now. I know. It was so funny, too. Savannah and I, uh, my lovely girlfriend, Savannah, was uh, kind enough to come with me on the adventure and. The whole time we were like driving around and I'd be like, man, I kind of miss this, like the open road and the the parking lots where you can find parking and driving, actually driving. <laughs> She's like, who are you? Shut up. <laughs> you get back to New York, you have a cigarette in one hand, you're kicking cars all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you are new to the show, quick rundown of the show. Uh, Joe and I are going to break down some of the biggest topics and some of the biggest sports. Um then we are going to get into the quick hits where we will talk Prem League. And then uh, we will have the walk-off where Joe and I are going to tag team a walk-off uh, similarly to what we've done in the past. Always seems like we do this when it comes to this topic, but we are going to do that. And then the press conference where we pedal our wares. But we're going to start this week the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Here we go. We're talking NFL. It is the NFL season. This show is now... NFL centric first game we're gonna talk about game of the week game of the week game of the week game of the year my Jacksonville (laughs) Jags versus your Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia Hurricane Ian kind of crept up and made it a monsoon type of game true uh your Eagles uh win 29 21 did not my Jags did not cover the spread no. I'm going to be honest Thank with you, goodness. Joe. Thank in the first goodness. quarter, I took the money line and the points, uh, two separate bets. And in the first quarter, I was like, oh, if I could quote Muddy Ducks too, it's over, baby. <laughs> Big um, six from Jalen Hurts. Then we got another touchdown uh, shortly after that. And it was 14 yeah. nothing going into the second quarter. 14 nothing, real quick. This makes a little more sense now um, because – Question: Are you one of those superstitious people who doesn't like if you have if you have a bet and yes. you're playing against a friend, you just keep quiet? Yeah. Okay. Because you noticed like, there were no texts. Yeah, I was like, right. man, Brett and nothing. I was like, he's just cold turkey, right? I expect no, Brett to I, be like, I believe in a, I believe in a reverse jinx. Bananas. <laughs> There's a jinx and a reverse jinx, and I'm very, very aware of that. I, I'm going to be honest with you. That first pick six, uh, Cisco, he um. He was hurt when we drafted him a couple years ago, mm. and we've needed a safety because Andrew Wingard, uh, number 42, that white, long hair special mm. teams player, had been playing, had been starting at strong safety for like a year and a half. Wow. And we were like, this guy, I like, I love, he's a great guy, whatever, but I was just like, we need <laughs> he's a, great a guy, safety. <laughs> but we need a safety, like a real strong safety. And uh, we took Cisco in like the third or fourth round. He was projected to go in the first or second, but got injured like late in the season. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? And then to see him now, he's the starter. And then to see what he did in the first 45 seconds of that game, I was like, hell yeah, this guy is back. This is why he was projected in the second round. 
and I was stoked. I'm going to be honest with you. I was very excited. And then well, the elements, the elements say, started well, to catch up with us. Well, I don't understand blaming the elements. We played in those same elements. Um, but uh, I was going to say, so at that 14-0 marker, I was like, oh, we've lost. We've It's, it's over. Because I'm the fan that goes extremely negative That's hoping that positive comes. Um, and positive came. This was a BYOG game, Brandon. This was a bring-your-own-guts type of game. Um, Hurts, that next drive, we just methodically went down the field rushing. It felt like every second. And then that last touchdown effort by Hurts uh, was quite – that was the igniter uh, to really get things going. And then Hassan Reddick, his day was insane. Um, yeah. He just – you guys uh, – I mean, you guys did well, protected the line, but any time that we broke through, it was always a strip sack. <laughs> Every yeah. opportunity, it was, it was knocked the ball out. So a couple of things I took away from this game of the defense, Saxonville is Baxonville as far as, mm. and I mean, not even creating a lot of sacks, but that defense is flying around. Uh, there are a couple of times. I was and, I, and, and to that point, I think that's why you ultimately lost the game. Yeah. Because... Attacking the Eagles straight is not necessarily the smartest thing because if you're attacking the quarterback straight on like that, if you're not getting pressure up the middle, Jalen can just zoom up the yeah, middle right back. Yeah, it's feast or famine with that. Yeah, you're yeah. either going to get the sack or you're going to miss. He's gonna You're going to break contain, and then he's going to scramble outside. And then you guys are coming off the edges so fast that if we're running, we'll just run to the outside. Yeah, so I noticed that a couple us. of times. Yeah, I noticed that a couple of times uh, in the the first half where Josh Allen or uh, uh, Walker were getting up the field so hard. I was like, you're breaking contain. You're breaking contain. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't – like, you're not going against, like, a, a, a statuesque quarterback, like a pocket pack. Like, if you break contain, they're either going to run outside with uh, Miles or they're going to – or Jalen's going to take off. Yeah, and, our, uh, I mean, Orlovsky had put up a video of uh, how – quick our offensive line and Goddard were to react because we run his own scheme. So like it's like Goddard was going up the I think it was Josh Allen cut in. So instead of going on him where you would in a man situation, it was like, okay, next level. And then the guard picked up Allen. He went to the line the next linebacker and then Miles Sanders just ran it right in. It's like yeah. oh my gosh, this offensive line is insane. Yeah, there's some um, some positives I took away from this. Uh, I think it was all positives. Yeah, the fact that um, so Trevor is a young quarterback. It's only his second year. He is not played in this type of situation. He's not played on a team with this type of a positive outlook. That's a lot of pressure to put on somebody going against who a team that many would argue, and I've got money on it, is going to be the NFC Super Bowl team. You know, to go against a team that a lot of people are saying is one of the best teams in the NFL as constructed right now, to go against that as a second-year quarterback, you know, the first year doesn't even count. That was with Urban Meyer. That's a lot of pressure, and you could tell. It it started to get to him a little bit, uh, but he's cool. He's Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be all right. A lot lot to learn from this game, as Doug said after the game, you know. There's there's a lot to learn, but it's not going to be all negative. Uh, I was really impressed. With the defense, especially in that first half, I mean, they did. I was impressed with Philadelphia, too, because they've been coming out to very quick 
leads and then not mm-hmm. being able to score in the second half. And it was kind of the opposite in this game. They uh, were kind of sputtering in the first half. You know, they had a, a couple big plays, but then it was the second half where they really turned it on. And they were like, all right, we're going to score 21 unanswered points now. Yeah. Well, second quarter. But uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that first quarter was mind numbing because I was like, wow, they blanketed us in the first quarter. Like usually I know we we do pop in the second, but we at least get something going in the first. Uh, And it was the first time that was the longest we had been down. Because I think before that, Hertz had only had like 12 plays where he was down all season or 12 times he had to pass where he was down all season so far. So it was like me and Kyle had been wondering, like, okay, how are they going to fare if they get punched in the mouth? Because we had been doing so much early and then not pretty much anything afterwards. So uh, seeing them perform that way after being down 14, that's not that's two touchdowns. Um, For those of you who don't know, that is two (laughs) touchdowns. It was just it was good to see um, them, you know, fight back and play. F, like flawlessly afterwards. Yeah, and that was um, another thing I wanted to point out. Wow, uh, and- sorry. I, I just scrolled down on pro football. Advan- we're doing it on a Wednesday, so we have advanced stats to look at. Yeah. And, wow. Um, uh, 87 of Miles Sanders' 134 yards were before contact. So that offensive line Ooh. was just making holes. And that Man. also... That also plays to a very aggressive defense for, you know, anybody listening. People, a lot of people think, especially the casual fan thinks defense is just like get hyped up and run and, you know, you're just screaming around the field and stuff. That's actually a very poor way to play defense because what happens is you over pursue, you, you miss tackles. And then a person, a, a running back like Miles Sanders, who we've been high on for the last few years, will just make a cut and he's gone. Like you're not going to, you're not going to, Run past him, you know, re- reassess the situation and then catch him. Not Miles Sanders. He's incredibly fast, especially for how big he is at running back. And now he's um, healthy. Which is great. Yeah, now he's fully healthy, too, which is dangerous. Uh, so a lot of positives. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was sacked four times, did have four fumbles. All four fumbles lost. Again, it's a weird stat that sticks out because it's like in most games, if you fumble the ball, you know, at least 50% of them you're going to get back, but we lost all four. And then to only lose this game by one score to a team like Philly, who's been established as, like we said, one of the best teams in the NFC, if not in the NFL, to only lose by one score and to be in it until the very end was was very encouraging. I'm I'm stoked moving forward for the Jag season. Uh, hopefully we get a rematch in the Super Bowl, baby. A couple years down the line, potentially. Um, that's what they say. Hey, the Bengals, everyone said a few more years, and then I, bam. Say, I don't think that'll happen because um, we're gonna have to pay it, people. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, what do you think Trevor about Lawrence the Eagles? Outlook? Pressured, no. uh, pressured 48% of the time. That's eight hurries, Joe. What have I been saying yeah. at every draft? For look, the last I know, two I'm, just, years? Look, I'm just looking at the advanced numbers today, baby. Um, so I'll just drop those gems every once in a while. Uh, I think the Eagles, uh, like I said, seeing us bounce back from such an early deficit, a lot of times, uh, especially like a last year situation where uh, it was feast or famine for us, we get down in that game and it's like, all right, yeah, close close up Game's shop. Over. We're, we're going to lose up. this game. There's no way we're going to Pack it back. in, everybody. <laughs> but the way the defense is playing now, um, I think – I think last year we had 
all oh dang i thought i saved that stat we had like through 16 games i believe we had 16 sacks or something like that and like eight turnovers and this year so far we already have like 14 sacks and yeah. like six uh, or we had like six turnovers in this game yeah <laughs> so it's like the defense is Five, doing yeah. a lot more to get us back in the games. Ken has the ability to get us back into games and not let games get out of hand. So that that's great. And then the offense has the ability to score in bunches once it gets going. So we definitely have the possibility of, uh, I said it before the season, I do think we can make it to the Super Bowl. Um, but the goal right now is to get to the postseason and win one game, and I definitely think we could do that, no problem. All right. Moving on. Next game is the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. This one came down to the wire. Buffalo ends up winning 23-20 um, in a fourth quarter field goal. Baltimore, Let's. do you want to hit the, the big topic? Baltimore going for it on fourth down instead of so- kicking the field goal? I feel like we're going to end up in the same place. Uh, I had no problem with the situ- yeah, uh, with the decision go to go for it. As I said, I had no you problem have the with the M- former MVP. It. You go for it. Now the reasoning be is, and people say, just go get the points. Blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, well, two weeks ago we saw them just get the points, and then the other team go score a touchdown, and they lost the game. <laughs> That's when they played yeah. the Dolphins. So yeah, okay, we don't want that to happen to us. So let's get. Let's get in the end zone. Uh, I have more of an issue with the uh, the play design. I don't think that was the best play to run down there. And then also Lamar, uh, he, you can't. The one thing you can't do in that situation throw is pick. throw is throw an interception because that is the difference of eighteen yards. Uh, yeah, them getting starting at the twenty or them starting at the two or the one potentially. So all, the only well, thing you I- can't do is throw that interception. I wanted to set it up. So if, if I'm not mistaken, the game is tied um, yeah. late in the fourth quarter. Uh, the 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 Baltimore Ravens are all the way down, basically on the goal line. And uh, jo- Harbaugh, it's John, right? Not Jim. Jim's yeah. in college. John. John decides we're going to go for it, which, again, like we've already edged out. That's what you do. You have Lamar Jackson. Then Lamar throws a pick. To Poyer, who's back. He was injured last, you know, last week or the last couple weeks. He's back, gets the pick. Uh, then Buffalo goes down the field, kicks the field goal, wins the game. And I've heard a lot of people. So I actually heard Rex Ryan talk about this, where he said, which surprised me, because Dan Orlovsky was like, no, you, you go for it. You know, it's the MVP. You go for it. And then Rex Ryan was like, no. You show less faith in your defense when you don't take the points, which I thought was interesting. The Ravens culture, the, the and obviously Rex was a former defensive coordinator for them, you know, 20 years yeah. ago, 15 years ago. But that Ravens culture is get whatever points you can and Man, we got you will take and we got you. So this they, is th- not those defenses. Yeah, exactly. Well, not only that, but it's like I thought I, you know, as uh, as a former you player, are, you, like we used to get hyped when the coach would be like, "Yeah, we're going for it." We'd be like, "But Fuck. you were you were an offensive player." Yeah, that's true. I was in the defense, <laughs> so I, I was actually listening to uh, Dominique Foxworth, who is a former was defensive a former player, was a former corner in the NFL, but also was a former Raven at one point. And he said 
Uh, and now being an analyst, he says, uh, yeah, I, I think going for it is a smart play, but being a player, the de- being a defensive player, you're basically like the public. You Whatever outcome garners the points is what you're going to be happy with. If you go and get no points, then we're like, you should have fucking just got the points. Got some points, yeah. <laughs> you should have yeah, just because, got something. And I talk about this all the time, and it's uh, uh, something on the Ryan Rosillo podcast that he, he kind of brought up, and then I, it made me really think about it. You played... The outcome is never... A hundred percent one way or another. Like Hmm. the game itself is fluid. The game itself is alive. You play differently based on how much you're down by. If the game is tied, how much you're up by like the sense of urgency and the, the, the pressure you put on yourself to play and to perform changes and flows as the game flows, which is why I, you know, I know you're not a big momentum guy, but that's why I believe in momentum. Cause if you're up, you know, 21, nothing, you're going to play, even if it's subconsciously, you're not going to play as hard if you're down 14, 17, like yeah. just instinctively. And so for for everyone to be like, oh, if they kick the ball and get the points, the defense still gave up the field goal. It's like, yeah, but the defense is going in with a different mindset. Like we're leading this game now. This is ours say, to win. But at that's the very same point, Buffalo's going in with a different mindset. If they're down versus. Yeah, we have high. to. So I would have been very curious to see how this would have turned out. The the Bills the Bills can't run the ball. Yeah. We're back uh, to this. <laughs> We're back. Devin Singletary had a great game a couple weeks ago, but that was all that was all receiving. That was yeah. last week. They, There's no run. I don't know. I mean, you had what last week where Josh Allen dropped back like over 70 times against Miami. And I don't think do you think they can win a Super Bowl being completely one dimensional? No. No, I'm so Josh Allen had 11 carries and then Devin Singletary had 11 carries. Um everyone talks about this team being like a two-headed monster with Singletary and Moss and all this kind of stuff. Zach Moss had three carries. I don't know, did he get hurt or something? Like I'm I don't confused. Think so. Not that I'm aware of. And so this was a bad game for running the ball and given like Baltimore does have a, a pretty stout run defense, but that's not that's not what we're doing. And I was going to say the same thing with Jacksonville and Philly. Like we kind of, we, we tried to keep running the ball. I mean, it was obviously a lot more carries than this, but like everyone's so worried about Jordan Davis. And then with Baltimore, everyone's worried about, you know, Calais on the, in the, on the inside and all this kind of stuff. You have to run more than 11 times with your starting running back. You have to, you can't have your quarterback carry the ball 11 times. Two reasons they won't be a Super Bowl contender. One, it makes you one dimensional. Like we've already mentioned and teams can scheme up against that Two. If your quarterback is going to run this often, he's probably going to get hurt. Don't. Um, I mean, I, I know we don't that. like to forecast injuries, but that's that's a lot of that's a that's lot of pounding. But um, because Josh Justin Herbert got hurt standing in the pocket, I'm always going to refer back to that one. Um, more quarterbacks get hurt in the pocket than on the move. Because uh, at least on the move, they're bracing for contact, whereas in the pocket, you can get blindsided. Yeah, and in the pocket, you get rolled up on a lot more. That too. Um, but yeah, no, I just think... Uh, based, so Ken Dorsey is the OC right now. Um, fun fact, Ken Dorsey was also the... I think he was a quarterback coach when uh, Cam Newton and the Car Carolina Panthers made it to the Super Bowl. 
Um, that 15 so, and one season, the 15 and one season. So <clears throat> there is a world where they could make it for sure. Uh, and operating with Josh Allen as if he is Cam Newton. He is our offense all the way around. Our run, our pass, he's everything. Phrases um, I never thought I'd heard for 500, Alex. <laughs> right. Um, but if they if they have nobody who can alleviate him in the run game, if he is the best runner they have, I don't think I don't think they will have a real opportunity of winning the Super Bowl. Um but this is something, and you know what? This may be this may be the the passing of the guard. This may be uh, the Warriors, a shooting team. Me, Charles Barkley, a shooting team could never win the championship, and then they go ahead and do it. But I just can't foresee it in this fashion where he is he is the only offensive generator they have. Well, and that that's true. And then and another thing I was going to say as far as the scheming, if you're going to just run with. Josh Allen is your primary back. They're just going to spy Josh Allen. Like there's a reason why these very talented running quarterbacks, a lot of them haven't made it to the Super Bowl is because it turns the team one dimensional and then other teams can prepare for that. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason why this this has happened the way it has is because I just mentioned Cam Newton being in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Cam Newton didn't win that Super Bowl. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. That's because he went up against like an awesome defense. I mean, Michael Vick never made it past the second round in the playoffs. And he was the supreme running quarterback. Lamar Jackson, his playoff. He's young. Player. Relax. <laughs> I'm just trying to make my point now. Donovan <laughs> McNabb made it to a Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb was a pocket passing quarterback, and you know it. Just saying. Had running capabilities. I think you're just judging him based on the color of his skin. Patrick though. Mahomes. And I don't Super appreciate Bowl. that. Fran Tarkenton. Not Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Steve just Young. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. All right. my, my my entire argument's falling apart now. And I don't appreciate it. Uh, I actually have some in my head that I wanted to shout out, but it's just I'm like, man, I'm trying to think of recent Super Bowl. <laughs> um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is the is that Kyle Kaepernick. I was going to say Colin, and then I was like, wait, he made it to a Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, you're right. But I just, I think, I don't think if you're one-dimensional, you can make it. All those things that you, now, all those people win. that you described. Only win is one, one thing. And all those teams that you described, like when Colin Kaepernick made it, they had that two-headed running attack. And yeah, but that's also, the thing. They also could hand the ball to somebody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's less about the running quarterback and more about the one-dimensionalness. Yeah, like. It's one thing to be a running quarterback when you have Miles Sanders behind you. It's another thing to be a running quarterback when you can't, when they know if they're going to run the ball, it's going to be Josh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, so um, see, we, we we ended up together on this. We ended up on the same page. But uh, the last thing I'll say is um, I don't think so. I think Baltimore will make the playoffs this year, but I don't think they're going to make any deep run. Um, they got to fire Wink Martindale. Uh, yeah. I was about to say, it was very funny. Another thing Dominic Foxworth said, and then we can zoom through the next couple of games. Um, another thing Dominic had said was, it's very, no, I think Bomani said it. He was like, it's very interesting. Like, you see all these quarterbacks who get, quote unquote, made by their OC and whatnot. And like a Josh Allen, Brian Dable go gets a head coaching job. No one's, no one's ever said Wink Martin, uh, not Wink, uh, is it Wink? Is Wink the OC? The Wink was the defensive coordinator. Defensive um, coordinator. Who was who's the OC again? Oh, man, for his name for Baltimore. Uh, Greg Roman. 
He was like, no one has ever Greg put Roman. Greg Roman in uh, conversations for getting a head coaching job. So does that say more about the Baltimore offense or does that say more about Greg Roman? He says, I mean, this goes back to when Greg Roman was the OC for Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Like, no one's ever said, like, oh, that's going to be our guy. Yeah. So I think the Baltimore needs to move on from him. For some reason, they cannot get the running game going in the in the in that manner. Um, now J.K. Dobbins is coming back from injury. And this is only his second game, so hopefully they'll progress more. But only forty one yards on thirteen carries. Their offensive line is still waiting for uh, uh, Ronnie Staley to come back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's another thing. But yeah, this offense needs to look better. Um, but you know it as well as I do. It's the NFL. Two players do not make a running game. You know what I mean? Like we, other sure. people need to step up and like let's go. We're this team is projected to be a very a contender at the very least a Super yeah. Bowl contender. Other people need to step up. We used the injury excuse last year. Let's retool it and let's go. Yeah. No. I mean, again, similar to Buffalo's running game. Lamar was the, the was is has been is, the running is game. the running game. Um, but at least JK got more than more carries than Lamar, but they just can't get it going with their running backs in that manner. So all right, our very last game that we're gonna break down in detail is Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh before we get into this, uh, I know Joe's gonna bring it up. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna preemptively bring it up. Apparently, I was mistaken about the Kansas City Chiefs this oh. year. You know, I'm not a real big fan of, as Michael Wilbon calls it, the dynasty of one anointing teams, like these superpowers. And I wasn't even a Tyreek Hill thing, because if anybody's listening has heard me talk about Tyreek Hill, I'm not the biggest Tyreek Hill fan as a player, nor as a person. But I, I just thought this whole, like, razzle-dazzle Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. I thought that was going to like wear off yeah you wanted to give it to the white guy who also has done who, who actually Wait, has done nothing trevor lawrence has done a lot all right national oh. shit no i'm just kidding uh no i wanted i love parody i love parody in sports that's why i like the nfl more than i like college we've hashed this over and over and over again so the fact that everyone's always putting kansas city in the driver's seat and we see it every year every year in the nfl there's an average of seven teams that make the playoffs that were not in the playoffs, which means there are also seven teams that were in the playoffs that don't make the playoffs. We see it all the time. Look at Jacksonville this year, Detroit, all these teams that were dumpster fires, you know, a two or three years ago. Three. But they're in these games. <laughs> yeah. And Arizona started eight and oh last year. And then we saw what happened. So what playoffs. I'm saying is I like parody. So I was very bullish on the Chiefs falling apart. Kelsey was older. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the same amount of weapons. Keith and Kelsey's I, older. Kelsey keeps turning back the clock. I know. He's I 32. was wrong. You keep making him 80. <laughs> I was wrong. I was very wrong. Uh, Kansas City is for real. They were never down in this game. Destroyed the Bucks. They ended up bringing it close late, but I mean, this game by scoring two touchdowns in the second half, but this game was over. They scored 28 points in the first half to Tampa Bay 17, 41-31 your final. Uh, Joe, are the Bucks for real? I guess is what we need to start asking ourselves. They have the same um, record as the Jaguars. Um, their defense is for real. I don't think their offense is for real. Uh, I, I, 
And it goes back to the being one dimensional. Um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Father Tom creeping in. I don't think I look. I've been on record saying I think I think this is the year where it's over. You have um, he can summon it, but he cannot sustain it. But the problem is, you also have to play to your quarterback strong suits. And you know, Tom Brady, great workout man, TB twelve method, and all that good jazz. I yeah, don't want my forty five year old quarterback throwing the ball fifty two times. He should never outthrow his age at this stage in his career. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I just don't think that's going to be the uh, the uh, avenue for success. Um, they have to find a running game. Letter Fournette is basic. It's, it's he's done. It feels like uh, he's out of the good favor of the offensive staff. He only ran the ball three times. This Ricard Ricard White kid also only ran the ball three times. Uh, they have to figure out their running game to help their defense against these better teams because these better teams offensively they're not going to be held to three points and ten points yeah. like the fucking uh, the Saints and the Cowboys where these better teams are going to put up points on them and their defense is going to remain on the field and have to deal with that. So their offense needs to have long, sustainable drives um, and not have them turnstiled out there. So the Bucks are in for a rude awakening. Honestly, I think I thought, you know, it would have been best if Brady did retire so they could start playing the future. But now they're stuck in this no man's land, I feel, because I don't think – Last year was his last opportunity to win a Super Bowl. I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, and to be honest, um, I'm surprised that Kansas City put up 40. I mean, I'm not surprised because Kansas City has a high-powered offense again. I was wrong. Uh, but Tampa Bay has a very pretty, a, a very stout a very good defense. defense. They're, it's a great defense. So the fact that... And the more shocking thing, sorry, the more shocking thing was that Kansas City ran the ball effectively. Yeah. And Vita Vey is one of the best run stopping interior linemen in the NFL. And so it was it was it was one of those weird games. But again, we say it all the time. I know I I probably people are probably sick of me saying it, but it's the NFL, man. Everyone's getting paid. Like these are all professional athletes. There is no like this whole idea of like, oh, they're so bad Alabama could beat them. You guys are out of your fucking minds. Like this is the NFL. Any team can be any team on any given Sunday. Last question, Brendan. Um, so you your your issue with Kansas City. You know, you don't think they can do it. You're mad that Patrick Mahomes, black quarterback, is getting all the praise in the world. Uh, blackish. Um, uh, don't do that. Um, that was the but, name of a show. I know. I, I thought should, it was okay. Said, don't do that. It's a good joke. But just, I was also the joke is me saying don't do that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you have your 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 you have the coach there who is nothing if not. Like the modicum of success, like Andy Reid, if not, he's going to win 10 games in a season. Like, oh, yeah, always. He's the model of consistency is what I was like, we're not success. One Super Bowl. Uh, Should have won so many in Philly. You know? But um, yeah, like, how did you not have faith in him to, you know, rally the team and rally the offense and, you know, make the continuity from Tyreek to no Tyreek? I do. I, I honestly, like I said, the, the pick was made, the take was made out of just like kind of thinking. Hatred for a black quarterback. No. Son <laughs> well, of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't know Bell. Come, 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 come. One more round. All right. One more round. We're going to blow through these games. Minnesota. 
New Orleans, the London game. Joe, you want to take that or you want me to take it? I was, you can take it. Or you want All me right. to take it. Cool. So I just had something to say on the next game. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, Vikings beat the Saints 28-25. This game was super early in the morning. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins in it. 25-38, touchdown. Dalvin Cook is back, which is good. I thought he was going to be injured. Uh, Saints... Saints uh, don't look like the uh, contenders we thought they were. They are not who we thought they were. Jameis was out. Andy Dalton started this game 20 of 28. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was a garbage game. Uh, it was a fine game. It came down to the wire. It had a good uh, ending there. A little doink the doink situation. Yeah, I heard uh, about that. I was on a plane when this was happening. So uh, You should have told me that. You should have said, Joe, take this game. Well, uh, I was on a plane at a rehearsal or at a rehearsal dinner for all of these games. So. Jeez. Wait. No, this was a morning game. I thought you, maybe you got up early, had a nice little cereal. This was a three, 9 o'clock game. I was at the airport by 7 o'clock. You flew in on Monday? On Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. What? The wedding was on Monday. Flew in Sunday. Got in by 11. Jeez. Watched the first half you of the game. thought you flew in Saturday. I'm sorry. No. Watched the first half of the game. Then went to the rehearsal thing. All right. Well. Well, game that came down to the wire, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins doing the last two-minute thing, and Will Lutz couldn't hit again. One more round. Now, Brennan, I have a question for you with this game. Sorry. Uh, Your San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers beat the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Vaunted Los Angeles Rams. Kyle Shanahan just... Again, having the number of Sean McVay beating him in the regular season for the seventh time in a row. Brennan, uh, I believe it was a year ago we were doing this show. We were talking about the Chicago Bears. And you said to me, you said to me, Uh Allen Robinson is a top five receiver. I did say that. I did. I did do that. You once said that to me on this show. It's football. You know, a year goes by, you get a little older, you lose a step. He wasn't even good last year. (laughs) Trying to defend that he was good last year, just didn't have a quarterback, and now he has a quarterback, but he's lost a step. What 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 is the issue? Cooper Cup had 19 targets in this game. The tight end had like 14 targets in this game. Uh uh, Allen Robinson has had 18 targets through four games. So we've seen this in the NBA a lot. Um, this is what this is what's called good player, bad team. Uh, so when you put him on a good team with other good skill position players, you kind of see like, oh, he's not. Mm. So he was getting all these stats in Jacksonville and then in Chicago. And you're like, ah, this guy's really running up the scoreboard. But then he gets around like elite all-time elite Cooper Cup, one of the greatest wide receivers to ever do it. Wow, that's a lot of praise. Slow down. (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, oh, because he's white. Uh, I was trying to set you up there. Um, I'm setting up another joke in a second. Okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, I think once Allen gets around, but just better players, they realize, like, oh, he's not as good as we thought. He was just the best player on bad teams. So good player, bad team scenario uh, scenario, syndrome. Also, when did did the Rams become – the Patriots. I don't. I'm not following. Cooper Cup. Oh, I am. Tyler following. Higby. Yeah. Ben Skrarnik. Skrarnik. Hey, if Wait. it works, man. If it works. 
I think uh, you know a lot of people like to say when did Matthew Sa- so 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 Calvin Johnson quit on Matthew Stafford and Matthew Stafford became racist. Is that what I'm expected to believe now? Hey man, <laughs> Patriots prove it could work, man. That's all I'm trying to say. Patriots prove it could work. Refuses to throw to anybody else. Calls me a game fantasy. Yeah, I got Seattle, destroyed. Detroit. I got man. I don't want to talk about. It. Uh, I lost by six, but it was like I like Trevor Lawrence was my starting quarterback. He had negative points. You know who I started in my fantasy league this week? Who? Geno Smith. Geno Smith took the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Detroit Lions. Um, Detroit was without three of their uh, offensive weapons, but somehow we're still able to keep it close. Still in this game. They're still in games, man. Still getting a score. Gami 48-45. You know who I benched in order to play Geno? No. Who? Russell Wilson. Um, So... Brennan, is Jared Goff for real? We've seen this a million times. Jared Goff is a competent quarterback. I don't understand this whole huge bust. You can't win with Jared Goff. Jared Goff has gone to a Super Bowl, and given that was a lot to do with the coach, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of great coaches out there that can't get their quarterbacks to a Super Bowl, so let's not let's not completely destroy him. Uh, I like this Detroit team. We've talked about that before. Seattle is in some weird no man's land right now. So I think I think they can win with Jared Goff. I don't think they're going to go to a Super Bowl anytime soon, but I think they can, you know, make the playoffs, you know, give Green Bay a run for their money, as we saw with the game we're going to talk about next. I think uh, I think they're going to be okay. One more round. Speaking of Green Bay. Brian Hoyer started this game for New England at Green Bay. Green Bay ends up pulling out a win in overtime. Against uh, Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa. Zappy Zappa. He uh I think it's Bailey Zappy or something. Uh, yeah, Bailey yeah. Zappy. So the third string quarterback for the uh New England Patriots was their practice squad player who got promoted to backup, obviously, with injury to Mac Jones. Let me get his bio. Bailey Zappy. 10 of 15 for 99 yards and a touchdown and a tutty was sacked three times. Looked just like Mac Jones, 6'1, 220 out of Western Kentucky, taken in the fourth round of last year's, or excuse me, this year's draft. So, rookie quarterback. Uh, Got a little Tom Brady action going on. A couple of questions. How does Green Bay with their vaunted historical defense, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I heard third so third. much about their defense going yeah. into the season. Me too. And then they got 20, 24 dropped on them. Yeah. To, to take it to overtime. So, and almost lost this to game. Like, I understand Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a lot of weapons, but he's Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to make it work. And I'm just saying, I don't think the Green Bay Packers are long for this world of number one in the NFC North. That is true. Uh, well, in the North, maybe. But uh, this whole game, I was like, yeah, man. You should have left. <laughs> Once you got wind of the Vontae asking for the trade, I was like, man, you should have boogied. Like, this doesn't look fun for you. Yeah. this Like, looks- since week one, it's not looked fun. It no longer looks like, oh, I'm out here. Like, remember Aaron Rodgers is kind of out there playing a game, and, like, he'd throw a touchdown, and he'd talk shit, and he'd pump his yeah. fit. Now he's just kind of like, 
God, he's just happy it. to make it out alive. Yeah. <laughs> he's like cursing out his offensive line the whole time. Now, hopefully, uh, I believe Bakhtiari is working his way back um, again. Hopefully, again, yeah. Uh, hopefully, that'll help uh, when he gets like a more solid front. But you know what would really like, help? A new left tackle that doesn't get hurt all the time. No, well, this doesn't look like. Well, you you're asking for that for years, aren't you? Um, it's not that easy to find. Cam Robinson, I've been fucking <laughs> calling on it forever. Uh, but uh, it doesn't look fun to play football for him anymore. This is nothing like those ayahuasca trips. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. So programming update. Programming update, folks. Uh, we will not be hearing from Brian this week. Uh. After going 0-2-1 last week, he uh, got a random text in the middle of the night that he had uh, he was packing his bags and going to Iceland. Uh, at the same time, I got contacted by the Nova Scotia mob. So I don't know if those two things uh, are interconnected. but Interconnected, but uh, he did send me some pics for this week. He texted me some pics, but... Just to be on the safe side and not give my own issues with the Nova Scotia mom, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so we're just going to move along. Moving on to baseball. All right. Big news in the world of baseball. The vaunted Mets, the one of the greatest teams ever assembled, pitching for days, best starters on the same team ever. Well, they got caught by the uh, Freddie Freemanless Braves. Um, in a series, in a series, head to head, and yep. for the number one seed, for the number one seed in the NL, and right, yes, yeah, NL East, yes, yes. Um, so the the Mets, I I mean, there's still what three games left, four games left. The Mets, can... uh, one game left now. Oh God, it's this... over. Yeah, God. So what do we Best think? Man in the coffin. Uh. Yeah, money can't buy you everything. Uh, the Mets paid for staff. They paid for some bats. Halfway through the uh, season, we thought it could buy you whatever you wanted. Because oh, yeah. They we were, look, we, were, we eventually can be wrong. Um, yeah, they were lead. they were rolling. They had, yeah, they had an insurmountable lead at that point. Uh, we didn't know if the Braves would make the comeback. The Braves clawed their way back through some injuries. Ozzy Albies got hurt. Uh, Acuna got hurt at points. Um, and they brought up. A young man to play center field, a young black man to play center field. I can't find his name. Something, something with an M. Um, man, he's like Money Mike on IG, um, IG on Twitter. IG, I don't go to IG. Uh, Michael Harris, there we go. Oh, you're um, one of those Twitter people. Yeah, I'm a Twitter man. Uh, brought up Michael Harris to play center field, and he has pretty much changed the shape of this team, um, along with bringing in Matt Olson to take over for. Uh, Matt Olson is uh, first baseman uh, to That's take not over. What for, the question was? He's from Florida. <laughs> you said they brought up Mike, who was a black guy, <laughs> and then you said oh. Matt Olson. I said Matt Olson is. No. <laughs> they brought in Matt Olson to take over for Freddie Freeman. Uh, Matt Olson played prior in uh, Oakland. Um, Oakland, so, yeah. So. Um, Shout out to the Braves. I wanted to bring this up because you're a big uh, uh, Mariners fan. Eh. <laughs> we like Ichiro. Uh, like Ichiro. Like to you know Ken. Ken was my guy. If I'm not mistaken, the Mariners were like a dumpster fire at the beginning of the season, weren't they? At the beginning of the season, no. Or was Brian. it last season? Um, no to that. 
but they had been a dumpster fire for about 21 years. They were one of the longest uh, ten. They were the longest American franchise to not make the postseason. That's that what is I thought. Over okay. Now. Okay. 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 I would say they were good last year. They were. They, it came down to like the final day last year, and um, and they, they just the got beat out. Yeah, they just got beat out. But they have clinched this year. It was pretty. Mariners pretty awesome. are going to the playoffs, baby. Going are, going are they the playoffs? Are they going to the playoffs? Or are they going into that one game? So there's actually the uh, the baseball playoffs have been changed. They added a team, and they the wild card round is now a three game series. So it's a three game. I don't think they travel. They stay at whoever is the home team. Um, and then, yeah, they play a three-game series. So it's not okay. just a one-and-done situation anymore. Um, but also, uh, didn't get to add this to the rundown, but I, I didn't think it was going to happen at this point. But Aaron Judge has hit his 60-second home run. He has beat Robert Mar- Roger Maris's record. Again, it's not the home run record. I don't know why it became a season-long thing that we were talking about. So. Breaking yeah. news into the show. That's cool. What happened? Blake Bortles quietly, quote unquote, quietly retires. Wow. wow. Shout out Blake Bortles. Come down <laughs> to Jack's Beach Bars on Saturday and you can get your Bortles service. I would say the I think you're the only person in America that got that news. <laughs> hey, man, he took us to an AFC championship. Say what you will about the guy, but he was there. Also, huge, huge party guy. Huge party guy. Well, you went to UCF. I can only imagine. We used to see him at the beach bars all the time, and he'd be like, Ugh. I'm like, dude, don't you have a franchise to run? <laughs> well, you should have known he wasn't going to do that. Hot, I know, know. right? <laughs> all right, here we go. NCAA football. Week four, we're going to get to Joe's famous, famous. Who's up? Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? All right, running through it this week. No Miami game, so I had no uh, emotional investment. Also, I'm out on the season anyways, like I've said. Alabama moves up one spot to the number one seed after beating Arkansas. Georgia was in a bit of a barn burner there with Mizzou. They are now the two seed. Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson, and USC round out the top six. Uh, who is out of the rankings? The people, A lot of teams dropped from the rankings this week. Brennan, hold your horses. Baylor, who was 16, all right, are out. All right. Are out. Texas A&M, who was 17, is out. Oklahoma, who was 18, is out. Arkansas, who was 20, is out. Minnesota, who was 21, is out. Florida State, who was 23, is out. Pittsburgh, who was 24, is out. Which means we got a lot of teams who are now in. TCU, after beating Oklahoma, is in. UCLA, is in. Kansas, for the first time I feel like in my lifetime, is in. Syracuse, is in. Mississippi State, is in. Cincinnati, is in. LSU, is in. Some of those seem like they should have already been in, but yeah, I like that. uh, Some of those out of left field. Yeah. Syracuse, Uh, Kansas. uh. Man. Uh, Who's up and who's down? Kentucky dropped six spots. To thirteen, who did Kentucky NC lose State? to? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> don't ask me. Sorry, that was yeah, that was. Uh, uh, who did? Oh, they lost Ole Miss. That's right. That was the big game. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. My man, um, Lane Lane Kiffin, the Lane Train, baby. Uh, NC State drops four spots uh, to number fourteen, and Washington drops six spots. To number 21. Biggest jump 
Wake Forest uh, jumped seven spots after beating Florida State, after demolishing Florida State, honestly. Uh, Kansas jumps five spots, and, and Ole Miss jumped five spots. So that's who's up, who's down, who's in, who's out, who's out. And you'll be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hits. All right, getting into the quick hits. We only have one topic to discuss in the quick hits. That is the Prem League. Yes. Uh, let's talk about it. So Fulham took a pretty big loss. Uh, took a shellacking. Yeah, 4-1. Some would say. It was, that was brutal. We dropped to eighth in the table. Um, Joe, break it down because you said I texted you and was like, what the fuck? And you go scheduled loss. And I was like, yeah, but 4-1. Yeah, uh, it shouldn't have been 4-1, and it shouldn't have been that bad. Scheduled loss, I thought, in my mind, because we were coming off the international break. Mitro had seemed to get dinged up when he was playing for Serbia, but he still started this game, but then got a little dinged up and uh, had to exit early-ish. Our two right-backers still, well, one's coming off an injury, one was just giving the day off, basically. Um so Anthony Robinson still working his way back from his injury. He suffered a couple of weeks ago. So I figured uh, it will be a little tough defensively for us. And then uh, the thing that I did not expect, because, again, I didn't think it was going to be 4-1. Uh, in the sixth minute, I believe, Nathan Chalibur, uh got a red card immediately. And so we were down to 10 men from Jump Street. So uh, the game was pretty much, once that happened, it was like, okay, yeah, we're definitely, there's no chance for a tie we're gonna lose because no team is just gonna sit back with 10 uh and allow you to defend your way into a draw or something so uh once that happened i was like okay i can pretty much close the tv and walk out of here um tv like i can watch this on yeah. TV. uh i was like i could close the laptop and get out of here so um still again like you said eighth in the table um still top half of the table nowhere near the bottom double digits already uh there are 12 uh, there are eight teams that are not in double digits yet so still in a good position what are we thinking um, about against uh, west ham united west ham currently that's at west won, ham uh west ham's currently a 15th team i think that if everybody's healthy i know harry wilson is uh threatening to be healthy harry wilson who hasn't played pretty much all season due to injury um who was a part of our promotion team last year um, I think we should win that game for sure. That is not a game we should lose whatsoever. Uh, at the very least, get a point from it. But I definitely think uh, Silva is going into that game thinking we can win, knowing we can win, and going for it. Okay. So, <laughs> real quick, I wanted to point this out just in the prem. Uh, Manchester City goal differential plus twenty. They are fucking D- destroying. They're, they're, they're not even insane. number one. They're uh, just still destroying people. I can't remember Erling Holland. I believe is how you pronounce his name. That kid is insane. He is a machine. He looks like a Targaryen. He he does look like a fucking game. Of I just character. pulled it up and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, where is he from? He's from like Holland, either Deutschland, <laughs> Holland. Okay, get it? Because his name is Holland, so I said he's from Holland. Holland, Norway. Uh, I thought you were being serious. Norway. Okay, I was. Say, I know he's from like one of those Scandinavian countries. So Joe, yeah. I'm gonna let yeah, in a little secret. Well, little white guy history secret. Uh Germany, not a Scandinavian country. I was hoping you didn't hear the Germany thing. <laughs> he played for Borussia Dortmund. I don't know. Uh he played for Borussia Dortmund, which is a top team in Germany. So that's also why I thought he was potentially German. 
that's a team that is usually looked at as like a, oh, a the, feeder system. Yeah. They're like the Alabama. They're like an Alabama type of team where they all they do is produce like great young talent and then like top premier teams go after them. Like Christian Pulisic, uh, Mr. Captain America, um, he played there before he played for Chelsea, so they grabbed him from there. Uh, Gio Reyna, who you're going to hear his name a lot in this World Cup, uh, in these World Cups in November, uh, who plays for America. Gio Reyna also so plays it's just like yeah, it's a, currently. God, so, that's nice. And he's like 17. So that's like, like who was yeah, it? So was like, it uh, Josie Altidore, uh, right? He was the... That was our guy back in the day. He was mm. like 16 playing on like some... Okay, oh, Freddie Adu. Oh, no, Freddie yeah. Adu. And he was playing on some, yeah, yeah, yeah. some like, not not Prem League, but like second, second or third tier. Yeah, yeah I was, he was still professional. Like 16 but... playing professional f- football. That's yeah, insane. He was like 14 playing professional. Um, but yeah, like, so Pulisic was playing there for Borussia before he was like, 18 and Gio Reyna's there. I would say early was there. As well, well, we'll see what like, happens. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, we'll get a big win this weekend and then moving forward, we'll uh, hopefully make it into the uh, the playoff. There's a, t- a top four There's teams no go playoffs. to the playoff. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, they go uh, to the Champions I League. I want to be the top four team by the end of the season. We can hopefully make that's it to top the five, Europa. right? Yeah, we'd have to be five. That's for not that, all. But, yeah. That's the fifth but seed, right? Five, not six, all five teams. Okay. Yeah, fifth seed. Yeah, not all five teams. Just the fifth seed, fifth and sixth seed. Sixth seed has to go into a play, uh, kind of a round robin to get into it. But all fifth right. seed is you're in there. That's the hope of the. Uh, if we can do that, then whoa, well, we're we, right now, we did so something let's... amazing. But I just want to stay up, and I just want to get a huge oh, payday for the whole season, and then go into the next season. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't fall, you get like a hundred million dollars, like well, just for staying up, which would we'll help the club a whole lot. <laughs> so, uh, not a hundred million dollars. If you win, you get a hundred million dollars, but you get like a lot just of millions. Stay up. Just if you survive. Just, if you just survive, if you just survive. But um, in the MLS, real fast, uh, Inter Miami still in the playoff seating. Uh, had a 1-0 win over, uh, I think it was Montreal the other day. Or we're about to play Montreal. Uh, yeah, against Montreal, yeah. Uh, uh, why can't I think of this? Gonzalo. Gonzalo Higuain has uh, announced his retirement at the end of the season. Um, he's played, he had a rough start to his Inter-Miami career. He was a top player who played for teams like Juventus and top Premier League teams who's basically at the end of his career started this year off very slowly uh, we thought he was over the hill and but of late he scored in nine of his last 10 games uh has kept us in a bunch of games has won us a couple games so uh just thank you for his service uh and thank you for all he's contributed to the soccer community um here abroad and back home Argentina, Argentina for him so I think it's Argentina. Nobody, hopefully, nobody decides to look that up. I got Fun fact about Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not really a fun fact. I I was just gonna say it's it's where a lot of the Nazis ran away. Oh yeah, I do know that actually. There's a comic in New York. He's a a blonde-haired kid, Uh blue eyes, blonde hair, and he's from Brazil. Mm. He's like, I'm Brazilian, and we're like, "Eh, you're German. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's very funny. 
It's been there for three seasons now. That's crazy. Wow. Time for the walk off. Sorry. On to the walk off. All right. This week we are doing a joint walk off. Um, of course, whenever it comes to the topic of concussions, uh, this is something that Joe and I like to talk about uh, because of my history with concussions. Not only that, but with just the ever changing landscape. So, <clears throat> to a tongue of Aloha, a player that I was kind of down on as far as not as far as his leadership or his talent. I just didn't think he could put all the pieces together uh, to be successful in the NFL to the level that it was projected of him coming out. You know, he was projected to go number one. Then he played another season, kind of dropped down to five, had an injury history, gets concussed two weeks ago. Uh, Team rules it out as back and neck injury, which is why he was wobbling. As someone who's been concussed uh, several times, you don't wobble because you hurt your back. Um, Then was cleared to play. Only if you did yeah, to well, the song well, Watch well, Away. Uh, cleared to play um, and then went out this past week and big hit, got another. And this was a big hit where his head, yeah, dead weighted. His head dead weighted against the, uh, the turf. That turf is very unforgiving. Um, locked up, full lockup. You know, you could tell that his brain shut off, his hands locked up. Um, and then he was taken to the hospital. He was released, went, traveled back with the team, which, again, I don't think was such a great idea. It shouldn't yeah, be flying after something that. like I that. Feel like, but, um, yeah, somebody said mentioned that, but just like, you know, we, we, we all thought uh, the NFL handled everything wrong, but then it's like a trauma unit, a head trauma unit, which is like one of the best in the league in Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. released them day of. Hours after it happened, it's like, does anybody? I don't know how I'm supposed to feel when it feels like I feel like uh, Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm taking fucking crazy pills here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like uh, I I stupidly put my foot in. Good thing I'm not like a person of higher note because I put my foot in my mouth like last week because I was like, look, went through protocols. He's good. Whatever he needed to go through. They cleared him. Like that's all. As as a viewer, that's all we can go by. Like, yes, I saw him wobbling, but they allowed you, him. The, you hope that assume, exactly. You hope that there's pieces in place now, and the NFL yeah. has put things in place to where if someone, if an individual, or excuse me, if an independent neurologist says now he's good to go, you hope and assume he's good to go, but he he wasn't. And you can lie yeah. through those tests. It's just a series of questions. They don't have well, a, an x-ray machine to see if you're concussed. You just go through a series of questions. And if you've been through the protocol enough, you can lie your way through it. And even then, after that happened, it's up to the team to be like, this isn't good for him. The problem, I think, they did win that game. They I think the game. problem is concussions are not nearly as immediate. Unless it's a massive concussion, it's not nearly as immediate as a broken leg or a broken arm where you can see it's broken and there's nothing you can do to fix it. A concussion is one of those things where you can kind of hide it. And these guys have been playing football for so long that it's muscle. Like doing what they're supposed to be doing on the field is muscle memory. So you don't need to be like 
sharp as attack to just go out and do it's like when i feel like shit but i go to the gym because i go to the gym so often it's like second day i'm like all right this is just what i'm gonna do it's the same kind of thing where it's like you can get concussed you can be out of it but you're just like i know i go out there and i know who to block i know what i'm doing like i've done this my whole life i'm an elite athlete like you can kind of fake it if that makes sense yeah yeah but uh so who do you think is at fault like because okay, I I get I get in the moment. Tua, yeah, Tua is at fault through the protocol, but they, I was damn okay. But they said uh, the four days leading up to the game, he was they tested him every time, and he passed yeah, and it every time I, I does he just have the like the quickest regenerating? Well, no, it's, brain and it's like, again the reason I say two is at fault is because. We need to start, as players, we need to start taking more responsibility for our long-term health. I understand it's for the good of the team, and you want to be out there. And trust me, I've played hurt. I've played concussed. Like, you don't want to let your teammates down. But at the end of the day, you can't, no doctor, no independent neurologist, no coach can get inside his head to see, like, oh, wow, he's really fucked up, and he's just pretending that he's okay. Like, it's his responsibility to be like, yeah, that really fucked me up. Like I can't play. Well, see that that's see that's the uh, that's the forever conundrum because you know the player is always going to want to get out there as soon as possible. The player is never going to want to it, the machismo of the sport itself. Like the player is never going to quote unquote want to look weak. So you have that factor, and that's what the independent neurologist is supposed because then also you everyone thinks that the team doctor is you know always looking for the best interest of hey fuck the player if they can play let's get them out there like we don't care about their bodies 20 years from now we care about what their body can do for us today so that's why you're you think uh the independent spotter and the independent neurologist on the, every sideline they're supposed to be looking out for the best, the betterment of the player or just the human being itself. And I don't know if this person is being scapegoated just because of failure of the procedure as a whole and what the procedure entails. Just like you said, a series of questions, which we've heard players say, yeah, we do bad on the initial eval so that during the year, if we get a concussion, the markers give aren't, a yeah. bad uh, yeah, the markers aren't super skewed. Like, it's not like, oh, obviously he scored 100 on this test and now he scored a, a two. And it's like, oh, like he scored a 50 and got a 45. Like, ooh, pretty I, close. I guess this is so, <clears throat> what I'm saying when I, and I, like, again, I'm not attacking Tua. He did what he thought was best for the team and that's what happens. But then you have to live, mm. you have to live with what happens because of that. Like, you can't, this, this draws me to a bigger point and something you and I have talked about is the lack of responsibility players want to take for what's going on. It's always fire the coach, fire the doctor. It's their fault. And this goes back to what I've said before, obviously completely different circumstances, but dealing with younger players in a service industry circumstance where it's like, give me this now. I want this now. Like you're not a person. Like so much has been done for them, for them, their entire lives that it's, it gets to a point where it's like, listen, Sometimes you need to take responsibility for yourself and say, I fucked up mm. or I'm, I am fucked up. I'm really hurt. I'm not going back in like to, to, to put it on the doctors and the coaches yeah. and everything like Tua has nothing to do. And everyone's like, well, he wants to get out there and play. Then that's his prerogative. 
Everyone talks about protecting the players from themselves. Why not educating them so they can be more responsible for their own actions? I'm tired of this, oh, from everything. And it's not, like I said, it's not a negative thing with Tua. He wanted to play. But, like, so many times we see these news stories about players. And it's like, oh, well, it's so-and-so's fault. It's this person's fault. It's that. Like, take some responsibility. But I think, but, so I think the problem is, the going back into the game is him taking quote unquote for his team is what you're this saying. This is a guy who yeah. was, had all the hype. He had all the hype in the world, like you said, and he's kind of not performed up to snuff. And this was a big game, a one o'clock game against a division rival, and a game that everyone felt that if Miami wins, it like kind of puts them on the map in a way. And he's given the option: do you go in or do you not? And he thinks he's making the better option. That's the problem. We've also trained all these athletes our entire lives to sacrifice self for the betterment of the team. And that is yeah. the right choice. That's always the right choice. So it's the, it's how we, how we coach these players, how we ingrain these players. And no one ever wants to let their teammates down. I mean, that's not the worst trait, but it also doesn't help you in your, in your own but personal I, I understand that. No, it's and I completely understand that as someone things. who's played with concussions and now has to go to a neurologist all the time. I and I I've said this before in many walkouts. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like you know, my life expectancy is cut short and everything, but I still wouldn't trade the stories I have from playing Division One football for an extra 10, 15 years. And I say, it's easy to say that at thirty four sitting here, but again. I mean, I, I don't know if the NFL should do more, like have some of these. And the NFL will never do it because it'll deter players from playing. But like bring in some of these guys who are in their 40s, 50s and 60s. who can't remember the name of their wife. Like bring in some of these guys, former players, bring in some of these guys and see what happens. See if everyone's so quick. And the other thing, not prop. Stop <laughs> fishing right. for not problem that I have with what you're saying, <laughs> but just kind of, I guess, dis disagreement is. It's incredibly hypocritical to say, oh, he was being selfless. He was going in for the team. But then we see other players do things that are incredibly selfish and then still want to blame the same factors on like, oh, well, I play football like I'm naturally aggressive. Like nobody, nobody okayed you beating the shit out of your wife. Like, who the fuck are you trying to kid? And so it's like the same. But you know what I mean? It's like the same thing. Like. But exactly. But I'm using the hyperbolic extremes to make my point is that it's this tough guy mentality like, yay, like you're going to do what's best for your team. And that same mentality gets people in trouble in other facets of their life. And it's like, well, it's just a tough guy mentality. It's like, well, why don't we work on that? Well, it's a little different. I mean, it's, if you're using that extreme uh Going up against, you know, Lane Johnson in the trenches is not the same as no, beating your defense's I, girlfriend up. Let's, I agree they're not, not the, same, the same, but what I'm saying is it seems like sometimes the excuses stem from the same and space. And no one ever excuses. No, I'm saying that the athlete themselves, sometimes it stems uh, from the same space. Oh, okay. Um, nah, dude, I, was, that's just, I was trying to that's make just a point. A poor relation of... Uh, situational awareness uh their awareness and <laughs> madden's going down if that's the case um but yeah so 
So what what is the solution? What what how do we resolve this? Do we go to a cuz I heard one thing um Michael Kim Michael Kevin Blackstone say on around the horn he said in combat sports like UFC and boxing if you suffer a concussion you have to sit out a minimum of 30 days if not 60 days. Do we just pull players from games like once the instance of a concussion once the hint of a concussion is there are you just immediately yes. ruled out for the rest of the game i There's think no if we're doing anymore. this whole player we need to protect if we really want to go as far as to say we need to protect the players from themselves if we're going to say that automatic big hit helmet to helmet even an inkling instead of taking you to the blue tent you just go to the locker room that's it you're done so, so okay, so see that, I was going to say, I mean, that brings up a moral conundrum for me, and this is obviously an extreme, but what is that keeping from me bringing in my, so we had, uh, what the fuck was that shit Yeah, called? Enforcers. Bounty Gate. What is that stopping me from bringing in my third cornerback and like, hey, I'm going to send you in on cornerback blitz, just go kill yeah, but what's, the quarterback. What's stopping you from doing Still that take now? Out. You that see was, what I'm saying? Is, I don't know. Like, I'm, what I'm saying is yeah, yeah, if, if Tua was diagnosed concussed, he would have been out of the game. Like, that's just the protocol. So there's nothing yeah. stopping a team now from having their third string, you know, outside linebacker fly at the quarterback and get a clean helmet to helmet shot. A couple things that are stopping them. Uh, do you know how difficult it is to get a clean shot on a quarterback? So, like, if, you know, yeah. if it was easy, everyone would do it. And I don't think any – I think it's just too difficult. You sacrifice too much as far as team defense by putting in, like, a scrub player – or not even – they're NFL players, but putting in a lesser player to try and kill the quarterback. No, yeah, but so I understand extreme. what you're saying no, is because the if they're uh, – yeah, right. if they're automatically story. out – then <laughs> there's, you know, paychecks that come into involvement and all this kind of stuff. But that's the thing. You either you're either in on protecting the players from themselves or you're not. And if you're not, this is going to keep happening. And if you are, people are going to get pissed off. But eventually it'll just be the way you used to murder people over the middle when they would try to catch a pass. Then that got outlawed. They outlawed defenseless receivers, all that stuff. People were up in arms when it first happened. That's not football. This isn't how we play football. And now it's the norm. When it happens, people go, holy shit, that guy was defenseless. Two things, sorry. You just the defenseless receiver thing just reminded me of the the uh, Bucks game, which also reminded me because there was a flag for that, which reminded me of a flag I failed to mention. I got mad at everybody else failing to mention. How that was the worst roughing the oh, passer yeah. call in that Buffalo game. The Ravens had a chance to stop them before they got in field goal range. They got a, a clean hit, and then Josh Allen throws up his hands. And I hate it when they throw the flag late, passes. like when they it's see the like, quarterback do this, and then they throw the flag. Yeah, like, come Lamar on. Lamar wouldn't have gotten that flag. Like, he he, he was sitting there looking. I'm just saying. Um, but uh, the, the crazy thing is the same thing then happened in the uh, Sunday night game. I don't know if you had a chance to see it because you were at the wedding, but um, Cameron Bray ran into another receiver, looked dinged, uh, got his bell rung, went off the field, came back into the game and finished out the second quarter. This was late in the second quarter. Finished out the second quarter and then at halftime was ruled not to come back. He was able to get back in before he was ruled out. It's like... That's... Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Because science at this point. Once you have a concussion, the amount of stress you put on your brain 
by playing, even if you're playing three more plays. I believe he got like targets. That's ins- they like targeted. That's insanity. Like the ball was thrown to him. All right. So, I think you just have to yeah, go I, to the extreme if you want to solve it, but they're not going to do that, I don't think. But a lot of people said that about defenseless receivers. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. No, I'm saying a lot of people we'll said that about one. tackling and defense and all that kind of stuff. They'd never change it. They never changed it, and they changed it. So we'll see. We'll see. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, Joe, where can we find you? Plug all your stuff. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can head over to my website, joedorville.com, if you want to check out my music or my merch. Um, reasonably priced merch. Wow. Reasonably priced merch. Um, TV and TV season two under the moniker headphone. Joe, no, oh, no, E in the phone. Don't forget to check out everything on a new low.co. Uh, that is a new load, the flagship show. That is who does a podcast. We just did begin again. A nice little, nice Love little rom com. Right? You like rom coms, right? Yeah, you're no. a big rom com guy. Have you seen Begin Again? You should check out Begin Again. Mark Ruffalo, Kieran Knightley, Adam Levine. Um, I am going to check bring out that Edge up. Galactic. That looks really cool. Uh, okay. It's a very good rom com as well. Um, but yeah. Check me out. Check us out. Uh, at Brennan T. Comedy on all social you. media. BrennanTComedy.com. One man show in January is coming along very nicely. Check out my other podcast, Your Ex Drinking Buddy, on all podcast platforms. I have a guest on, and we talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, partying, getting in trouble stories. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. And yeah, been on it's a been heat. You like the last few guests. You've been texting me about yeah. it. So check it out. Your ex-drinking buddy. And that's it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. All right, Brennan. And that's why we play the game. Low. Shout out. Blake Bortles, man. Go get your Bortles service. Should have beat the Patriots. NWSL. Do better. Do better. Two owners sold.